Today on the table of content, we have Dana Rizzo in the studio, one of our longtime contributors at We Are One Body Audio Theater. We'll talk with her about uh, where she's been, how things got started, how she ended up here at WAOB Audio Theater, and we'll see what the future has in store for her. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Table of Content. I am your host, Albert Sign. So glad to have you with us here. Dana Rizzo, thanks so much for being here in the studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How's everything in your world? Fabulous. Fabulous. Staying busy, I'm sure. Yes, very busy right now. So, Dana, you've been contributing with We Are One Body Audio Theater almost since the beginning, right? I believe so, yes. So it's been three, four years, somewhere in that neighborhood. Something like yeah. that. <laughs> but let's back up a little bit because you are an actual professional, I don't want to get the title messed up, voiceover artist, voiceover, what, what's what's your title, the way you like to be considered? Uh, that uh, Voice talent. Voice I, talent. Yeah, it could be... <laughs> I answer to a lot of different things, though. There's in the industry they call them all call we they call us all kinds of things: voiceover talent, voiceover voice artist, voice talent. You know. So, all right. But I'm so good with that. you're a professional voice talent. Yes. How did that get started? So when I was working, I, I had a previous job. I was working for Penn State University, actually, and we had to start creating our own online training modules. And part of that was doing the voiceover for them. And I discovered I really liked it. Found a class at the local community college, and it was called Introduction to Voiceovers. Took that class, and with the intent that it would help me doing what I was doing for Penn State. What I discovered, though, was is that I absolutely loved doing voiceovers, and that there were different genres that I could do it in, and, and that I could actually make money doing it. So I started doing it part time while I was still working uh, full time with Penn State. But then I moved on to doing voiceover full-time at the end of 2014, beginning in 2015, and have been on a roll ever since just doing voiceover, and it's been fantastic. So you said that you were doing these modules at Penn State, you took this class, and you came to realize that you loved voiceover work. Is that really just kind of the thick of it? Because I want to ask, why voiceover work? Is it just simply because you love it, or is there something else that sort of drives you in doing voiceover work? Doing voiceover for me is something that allows me to really tap into a creative side of myself that I never had, that I never did before. Um, I was always in academia and doing scientific type stuff. And so when I started doing voiceover, I was really allowing myself to uh, free myself up to become more creative with how I presented myself to become different characters, to play with my voices and and that kind of thing. And so that really helps me, uh, that really gives me passion for it. The other part of it too is, is that because I have a background in education, uh, so much of the stuff that I do, um, particularly right now, I do a lot of e-learning and training modules. And I really enjoy using my voice to teach things in a really interesting way rather than having some really boring training module that somebody's listening to. I'm able to utilize my voice to make it interesting for that listener and interesting for that learner to, and, and for them to become educated about whatever it is they're becoming educated about, but me giving them an opportunity to then do that in a fun way. 
That's an interesting point that you make. You say that you get to sort of make it interesting versus boring. But do you ever have a client who says, um, Dana, you need to take it down a couple notches. You need to actually be boring. Does anyone ever tell you that? No, <laughs> actually. Um, I've had um, I've had clients say that they want it to be a little bit more straightforward, a little more serious, depending on the topic really is is where it's at. And, and that's the thing is really determining what kind of a topic it, it is. If it's a topic about um, you know, sexual abuse in the workplace or something like that. Obviously, you're not going to be super high energy about sure. that kind of thing, but you can still use intonation and so forth to make it sound interesting mm-hmm. so that the listener isn't falling asleep while they're listening to it. Right. As opposed to, you know, other clients that I have who want stuff really high energy and, and exciting and, and that kind of thing. Even though it's an e-learning uh, project, they want it to be really exciting. Same thing with commercials, though. Um, sometimes commercials that I do, radio and television commercials that I do, they need depends on the topic. It can be. It needs some. Some of them need to be very low key. Some of them need to be really high energy, and, and it just and it depends on the client as well what they're looking for. So, so you are a professional voice talent. You get paid to do this job. Somewhere in the midst of the last three to four years, whatever that time was, you stumbled into, were asked, were pushed, I don't know. We're One Body Audio Theater comes on the scene, this nonprofit, volunteer work, you have your professional side, you're making money, you're passionate about it, and you decide, hey, I'm going to take some time out of my busy work schedule and volunteer my voice. How, how did you find WAOB? How did you make a decision to choose to give of your time freely to this entity? So one of the, the way I actually found WAOB was back in maybe about the second year of doing voiceover, the company that I had originally done my very first intro to voiceovers class with hired me to start doing teaching those intro to voiceover classes at various uh, local community colleges around the area. And at one of them, I met a fellow who, who mentioned to me that WAOB existed, and that they were looking for talent to come and tell stories and and narrate things. And that's how I actually got connected with WAOB in the first place. And I'm thrilled that I was. Um, As far as I'm concerned, you know, volunteering, I I love doing voiceover. And and of course, it's great getting paid for it. (laughs) But on the other hand, too, it's, I consider it a gift. It's been a gift given to me. It's been a gift to be able to do this as a profession. And so, in, as far as I'm concerned, volunteering and giving, giving back is, is important to me. And so, you know, it's just part and parcel for me. It's not something that's, um, that's completely out of, the, out of the line of how I think. It's just something that I want to be able to um, provide the opportunity to use the gift that I've been giving, given in whatever capacity that is, whether it's paid work or volunteer work or whatever, so... I think that's a great observation. I think our world could stand to have a few more people who are gifted and who get paid, you know, rightly so for their gifts and they use it, but who also see the benefit of, I want to give also freely of the gifts that, you know, I've been blessed with. I think there's, there's, there's people obviously such as yourself who see that and do that, but I think there's room for growth in that area in our world. Absolutely. I completely agree. But you're right. The The word blessed is something that, that I consider every single day. I wake up and I feel blessed that I'm able to do the, the things that I do and that I'm able to 
to do voiceover professionally and that I'm able to offer that in this capacity as well in a volunteer basis. So So let's come into WAOB world here. You have been, let me look at your list here. Um, You've been very active, uh, we can say. I see, uh, it's probably fairly accurate. I see 27 different either stories, poems, shows, episodes that you've been a part of. And uh, see, it says your first one was professional help. Your last one was Valentine's Day, appropriately so. Um, In the midst of all of those that you've done so far, can you hone in on some of your favorite recordings? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Not really. Um, I've really enjoyed all of it. It really has allowed me to explore a lot of different areas of creativity within myself. And and frankly, that's one of the things that I feel completely blessed with is, is that I think I have gotten more out of coming over and doing things for WAOB than WAOB has gotten out of me um, because of all of the opportunities that you have offer, offered me with the different types of stories, the the um, the multiple talent stories that we do, the interactive things that we do, as well as the poems and, and the different stories. But uh, so many of the ones that... Um, you know, when I first started, I was I was reading stories from a first person perspective a lot, and then uh, then I started to um, with yours and with Gretelin and Tom's encouragement, I really started to explore character voices and to be able to try that and, and the direction that y'all that you all give me and and everything. It's just really allowed me to blossom in in some of that the, some of those areas. And so, while there's not really necessarily a favorite because so many of them I've just so enjoyed doing. Um, it's just the the fact that I'm able to take those stories and those characters and turn them into something and give them life is something that's been great for me. You said character voices, and that's a great opportunity to take a short listen to one of your fantastic character voices, and then I'm going to ask you a question about it. So we're going to listen to a clip from The Pea and the Princess, and then I'm going to ask you about that. Real short. Let's take a listen. How dare you, the pea fumed, bouncing from her lap to her shoulders so that he could shout in her ear. Do you expect me to lie on your plate for all eternity, waiting for you to consume me while you call me names? Think again. So for anyone who has not heard that story, uh, you heard sort of the narrator and you heard what was the P talking, and that was both Dana. Okay, we didn't hear the princess in that one, but the P, that is you in an extremely tiny voice. <laughs> yeah. And what I want to ask about it is I heard a story. I wasn't here for that recording. I heard that you were having to take some sort of uh, – physical action with your hands yeah. <laughs> to help find the voice. Can you tell me about that? I, I did. And and that's the interesting thing. Anytime I'm in front of the mic and I have to come up with a, a character voice, I have to do something physical. And, and I, I was making myself very tense and pushing my fingers together like in a tent formation to really get up there in that high pitched voice and bring that, bring that voice up into my, basically up into my sinus cavities. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that was 
I was really pushing hard on that one. <laughs> well, it's it's just, it's such a great, I mean, whatever it takes, right? You, right? you do what you need to do to find your character, to find your voice, to, you know, find your motivation. Yeah. Uh, in this instance, it's tented hands. Uh, I know that personally, I kind of, I'm just an active hand waver. And we've been working through the uh, recent recordings of Misspelled. Yeah. And I've uh, found myself just, my hands are all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you know, not exactly tinted, but of course, I'm not going up five octaves. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. That when, during that one, I had to go up those octaves. I needed, I needed some tension. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, a, I'm an active hand person as well. I have to be careful when I'm in my own recording studio when I'm, when I'm really doing things that I don't smack my mic stand or do something crazy because I'm, I'm so active with my hands because it's so important to get your body involved in it. Right. In it as right. Well. Uh, you know, we do all sorts of uh, genres here. You know, we've done, we've done in as far as in the stories. You know, we've done more dramatic. We've done comedic. We've done sort of suspenseful, and each one relays its own need for a particular uh, emotion to be brought out through the character. Do you have a, a favorite a favorite genre you've enjoyed uh, as we've gotten into more of the episodic type of recordings here? Um, again, it's hard for me to pick something out that I enjoy the most because it's so, so much fun for me to just be able to try out all of those different emotions and all of those different characters. Um, you know, when, when uh, for example, this one, this one I think is funny, the misspelled, for example, playing the wicked stepmother that's fun. <laughs> it's completely outside of who I am. And, but it's just, it was so much fun to do that. And, and, uh, and the one day when we were here recording and there were several of us here and, and I launched into one of my lines, I don't know what, and I scared the poor kid next to me, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought, well, that worked. I was the evil stepmother. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to scare him, but <laughs> it was, it worked out well, but yeah, being able to explore all of those different emotions in those different places in in myself. And, you know, some of the stuff that's been m- much more serious or, you know, much more dramatic, uh, that has been uh, really helpful for me. And then also, um, you know, being some of the more silly things like the the pee or, or doing the Wicked Stepmother, that kind of thing. Just exploring that range has been so fantastic. Just, it's been wonderful. And would you say that exploring that range has benefited you at all in your professional voice talent work? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why I say that I've probably gotten more out of this relationship than WAOB has because I've just really, it, it really has made my professional work just grow and, and become something that it wasn't before just because I've been able to explore that range of, of different types of voices and, and emotions and attitudes and, and so forth. So as we kind of wrap up here, there's a long future, I would say, if that's a, wor- a worthy prediction, uh, a long future ahead of you of continuing to be voice talent in the professional scheme. Uh, do you see yourself also continuing here with WAOB for the foreseeable future? I certainly hope so. As long as you'll have me, I'll be coming over. <laughs> well, so, yeah. my, my, my guess is is that WAOB will be happy to have you for uh, as many years as you'd like to yeah. continue to contribute. Um, do you see any sort of anything else you'd like to sort of pursue in the voice industry that you haven't gotten a chance to do yet? 
Yeah, actually, w- one area, one genre that I'm working on right now, and I'm, I'm working with a professional uh, voice talent coach in TV narration, which includes the in-show narration for you know those kinds of sort of, I don't know, I kind of call them uh, uh, some of the shows that are on TV, like right. that, that are narrated by right. somebody, they're on, they're a series. Though. Sure, um, but then also that includes documentaries, and uh, that's a that's been long something that I've really wanted to get into. And so I'm working with him right now, a coach right now on that, and and hopefully in the next few months get a demo created with that, and then be able to start auditioning in those areas. Uh, again, documentary, for example, and even the in-show narration, but the documentary, for example, fits right into my passion of both doing voiceover mm-hmm. and using my voice to convey different types of feelings and emotions and, and excitement or whatever about things, but then also being able to educate people. Right. And right. so that's just, it's just something that's a real passion of mine. And so that's something I'm exploring right now. And I've not, I, I did one documentary once um, for a, a friend of mine who had a um, sort, of, sort of a low budget um, adventure race documentary. And just loved it. And but I would just really—it's just a passion of mine that I really want to explore. So that's something I'm working on right now. Well, that's fantastic. Um, so. It should be some exciting times uh, for you ahead. Then, as you uh, reach out into documentaries and show narrations and yeah. whatever else. That yeah, may TV encompass. narration is TV technically narration. the group. It's <laughs> oh, okay, all right. TV narration yeah. and documentaries. Yeah. Um, have to keep an eye out for. Uh, uh, that work as it comes out because you know it could be another uh, another award nomination for you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another another uh, another uh, a chance to hit the red carpet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That would well, be fun. Dana Rizzo, uh, so good to be able to just take a little bit of time to talk with you. Uh, thanks for kind of tracing your path from start to present. I'm not going to say start to finish because it's far from finished, and. Uh, Really, uh, hopefully get to get you back in the studio again uh, to talk about maybe a specific production that will come up here for you uh, just and whatever else you're up to in your life. So thanks so much for taking some time out with us. Absolutely, and I'd be happy to come back again. Thank you so much for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to again thank Dana Rizzo for taking some time to be with us. If you want to hear this uh, amazing voice, I encourage you to go to waobaudiotheater.org. And check the contributor bios and look for uh, Dana's smiling face and uh, click on there and you can see uh, and take an opportunity to listen to much more of what she has done and also take an opportunity to see what else is going on with WAOB Audio Theater. Thanks so much for being with us on the table of content. Hope you will join us again next time as we open another book and another story. We'll see you next time.